Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. You, what's that face you're making already? I've d- I have two things to say, and I couldn't decide which one to say. Number one, you have a Date with Dateline pillow, and you're wearing a Date with Dateline shirt. And I feel like you're selling to the wrong audience, because <laughs> I am, I'm actually part of a Date with... I'm your partner. Oh, so I don't need to pitch the show to you. You do not need to pitch the show or pitch our merch. <laughs> I got it. So many people did not know we had merch I, when you mentioned it in the last episode. Also, it's on Redbubble and Zazzle. Everyone, please check out our merch on Redbubble or Zazzle. I think you just go to the websites and then search for us. Yeah, or search for Dateline and look at all the, if there's other Dateline merch. Yeah, I mean, buy that sorry, stuff. I'm the worst. I, I'm such a bad I'm salesman. Sure I'm like, see if there's anything cool. Let me know. I mean, I like our stuff too, but our let me stuff know is what's awesome. There. Sarah de Blasio, thank you. Yeah, she it. really did. She killed it for us. Thank you. Um, this episode is really important because it will here to forever be known as the one Keith episode. Yeah, it will. We'll figure out what we're going to call it. I think we just call it that one Keith episode. Yeah, that one Keith episode that 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 everything changed. Your life before this episode and your life after. After this episode. Very different. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you didn't watch the episode yet. No, you didn't. Um, it's called In a Lonely Place. Really hard for me to not start singing that song that is not lonely, but I kept thinking it was, we fell in love in a lonely place. <laughs> I kept having that in my it's head hopeless over it. place, and finally it? Googled it and it yeah. is not. It's hopeless. Yeah. It's the same thing. Lonely yeah. and hopeless are almost synonymous, which is sad. Yeah. Uh, this episode aired on 12-6-19. It is season 27, episode 11, but it could be episode 00. This could be like the year of our Lord, where, ever, where everything turns over, you know? Like it could AD, be. BC, because this is where it changed. <laughs> is this? We're like... AK... KF. Yeah, okay. KMF. Yeah. So, OMFG. Okay, so wait, my question for you is, is this the last new episode we have before holiday time? I don't believe so. I think there might be a couple more. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Because I'm wondering if they're going out. I'm, I, we don't. But I'm wondering if they're going out with a bang. It could be. Okay. It could be. They right. could drop the mic with this episode. Also, again, so many people like, why are we getting repeats? Why are we getting update episodes? Which I know this is an update episode. This is only the second update episode of the season. It was this and Pam Hupp. The other ones have all been new. So I don't know where you guys are getting your information from. They're also major cases. I know. These are like, this was a big, big case. Yeah. And it was a good update that was totally worth it. Um, yeah. But Slightly. people are cranky online. Yeah. Like me every day, so I guess I can't complain. Yeah, you really so, can't. Um, Chris Smith was the dude, as Keith says. He was a beautiful dreamer. He grew up in California on the water, wakeboarding. They would go wakeboarding, take a shower, and then go surf. Didn't understand that. Why are you showering? Oh, I, the lake is dirty. We've discussed dirty lakes before on this podcast. But you're going to jump right into the ocean. Not as dirty as a lake. But it will still wash off most. It does seem like a lot of water happening. You're right. It's going to wash off. The salt water will wash off and then you'll have a new problem. When you're salt a kid, water. you wouldn't care. But maybe no. maybe that's a mom thing. Wash off the parasites. Go get in the dirty toilet ocean. Maybe. 
So you're washing off like maybe lake parasites and ocean parasites near the twain shall meet. Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes super parasite. Mm -hmm. They're like the Montagues and the Capulets. And it is an explosion. It is. That's how norovirus got started. Is it from the when lake water and ocean water met? They're like evil cousins. So wait, Beautiful Dreamer, is that a hymn? Beautiful Dreamer, wake unto me. No, it's not. No, it's a song. It's a song you play on clarinet in sixth grade band. Never mind. Scratch that. Scratching <laughs> not that religious, out of my notes. But Scratching I mean, it out. Might, there, there might also be a hymn with that name. That's a hymn, me, exclamation point. Now writing no sad face. <laughs> okay. okay. Go ahead. Um, so Chris was a great guy. He would give away his things to people who needed them. But he also had a knack for making money and had a knack for watching, rocking bleach blonde hair. Like my dad did when he turned 50. Not like that, though. Not like Way that. Way cooler, but still. Not like that. No one did it like my dad, you're saying. You're saying Chris wasn't as cool as my dad when he got his ear pierced. Yeah. And, and bleached his tips. Okay. Uh, he made money in tech advertising gold Krugerrands, which is the hardest word to say for me. Is it Krugerrands or Krugerrand, like Freddy Krueger? Krugerrands. Freddy Krueger Rands. Freddy Krueger Is it? I'm sorry. Is there an R in it? Did you have the yeah, subtitles? Yeah, there's on? multiple R's. Oh, okay. Interesting. Krug- I thought it was Cougar Rands. Yeah, I thought it was Cougar like a... No, but I think it's Kruger Rands. What is a gold Kruger Rand? It's like a South African coin or something. But it sounds made up. It sounds like what they're looking for in a Raiders of the Lost something movie. It sounds like gold doubloons. Yeah. It does. But those, are, I think, are real also. Yeah, but they all sound a little fake because it all a little bit sounds like Narnia money. Doesn't yeah, it, does. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very rich. What's that like? Forty to $70,000 a month. I don't know what to say about that. I, I give up. Like, I'm done. I give up. My, <sighs> what would you do? That much in a year would be nice. Yeah, but that much in a month. When he said month, I was like, don't say month, don't say month, don't say month. And then they said, a month. And even <laughs> Keith looked impressed. And yeah, I was like, that's, that's not a- even Keith money. That's like, you're going to do something terrible with that money, money. That's like, yeah, I would blow that on maybe something dumb. I might no, get really wouldn't. into super expensive perfumes. Yeah. Like those rare perfumes. I'd be like, no, yeah. I'm collecting them for what? No, I could see you. Yeah, I could see you doing that or getting like gold eyelashes that are each $1,000 each lash. I can't see that. I wouldn't want that. But I can see it being a weird collector thing that I would then start collecting and justify spending large amounts of money on collecting. I could see you blowing it all on crystals like Spencer Pratt. I could not see that. And I find that offensive that you would think I would blow it on crystals. You just said perfume. Which is somehow better in my head. No, it's not. Crystals are healing. But crystals are posery if you don't know what they're doing. If you're just faking it and you buy a lot of crystals, you're a numbskull. I think so are perfumes. There are people who like, you know, smell smell wine and are like, there's an oaky afterbirth. And then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like no that's not right they're floral so top like you notes you're talking about so what it's got a champagne undercurrent okay well i forget what those people are called but there was a documentary about them you're right perfumerer perfumery uh so chris and his brother went on a 23 day surf trip 
what? And then Dateline asked on Twitter, what was your most memorable family vacation? Which to me felt like was that (laughs) shade to the audience Mm -hmm. because no one has gone on a 23-day surfing vacation. But some of the some of the responses were fairly nice. I thought I was going to get a lot of fu dateline. <laughs> you don't know my life. We went to Legoland with a day pass, and then we drove home, and it was amazing. My three year old sister cried the entire time. <laughs> he moved to Laguna Beach. There you go. This is Kimberly turf. This is my territory, I guess. Um, yeah. He started a company and teamed up with this guy Ed Shin. He, Chris, was mm-hmm. the jokester of the office, playing pranks on neighbors, buying toys for the office, like go-karts and, like, flying things. And That's fun. He would wear board shorts to meetings. He sounds like a much more fun Michael Scott. And, like, a much younger and more handsome Michael. So not nothing like Michael Scott. No, way yeah. better <laughs> and smarter and funnier. He sounds like what Michael Scott wishes he was. He sounds like the ultimate cool boss. His girlfriend was a dancer and a Pilates instructor. That's the dream, right? For every dude. Yeah, because actresses are a little much. So I think that's that's the yeah. golden ticket. Also, she looked like so much like uh, Brandy from the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team from oh. uh, Dallas Real Housewives. Did oh. anyone else see it? Like the red haired no Brandy. Okay. She's on... Dal- Des- she's on Real Housewives. She, and she used and she and was she originally to- on Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team. That I watched crazy. some of that making the team. Then you'd probably know Brandy. I gotta. I would need to watch it again. I feel like. Yeah, I want to rewatch. I enjoyed it that show. Oh yeah, it's super fun. It's really uh, fun to watch. But how many were there? Multiple seasons. I only ever saw the first season. I think. Oh yeah, there's like oh. sixteen seasons. You need to oh, then, catch no, up. No, I have no idea. Who it's Brandy. all on CMT. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, he called America the moo cow, which is the masses of people going to work long hours, sitting on your butt in front of a computer. Maybe I should get a standing desk. That's immediately what I thought when I was watching. Mm. I should really make get a standing desk. So I stood up and I walked my laptop over and I built a standing desk out of some games like Taboo and Trivial Pursuit and made like a, a tower that is now a standing desk. At home? Thank you, Chris. Yes. <laughs> you did? Really? I swear. Oh, that's impressive. But I, I would not consider you part of... And sorry, why didn't he call it Amurica? Amurica. <laughs> why did he do the Amurica? He, he wasn't a punster, I guess. No, he wasn't. I mean, he was much smarter than I and making lots of money, but maybe not. You didn't have, have the now. gift of the pun. Oh, well. Okay, Which sorry. Which would you rather know. have? Him. Okay. Him. <laughs> and also, are just all Chris's good looking? Is that just, are we done? That's it? If your name is Christopher, you're you're set? Oh, yeah. On um on the podcast, they did a Jen of America, like Miss Jen of America, <laughs> and they fought for, like, who was the best Jen, and then mm. they did the same for Chris's, who was crowned Mr. Chris America. Who, who was it? I think it was Chris Pine or Chris Hemsworth. Chris, Evans? what's the other Chris? Evans. Evans. Just see, they're what's, all handsome. Chris, what's the Chris from Parks and Rec? And Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. There's too many. 
That's all- why you can do that. And so they had like, it was like a tournament style. Like two Chris's against yeah. each other, would move, one would move on to the next round. That sounds really fun. I'd like to do something like that. Their show's really fun. Everyone should turn up and go listen. That sounds really fun. I gotta go. I'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Uh, so one day, Chris just disappeared. He didn't pick up his brother and his brother's family at the airport. So they asked Ed, the business partner, and he said that Chris had sold his share of the business. And then Chris sent his parents an email saying he's going away for three weeks to the Galapagos Islands. Is that the, I feel like we just had the Galapagos Islands, or was it? We had other okay. islands, not Galapagos. But he yeah, said no, something. we had Aruba. We've had a lot of islands lately. Was his vernacular strange in the email? Did he say something about for sure's? I'll let you know for sure's on Friday. Did you catch yeah, that? Yeah, I thought it sounded too formal, but maybe he did have some. We'll for- get to more specifically. I didn't notice the for sure's. Oh, but, okay. But that is odd. Hmm. Oh, it's always odd. When casual. someone gets emails and no phone calls. That's Saying weird. they're going away. Yeah. Yeah, Someone's that's red flag, girl. number one. Yeah. Huge red flag. Yeah. So, but it did make sense to them because he always said that he was going to quit work and run away and go to the beach and just live on the beach somewhere and travel. Then he dumped his girlfriend, the dancer slash Pilates instructor, by text, to which Keith, who is a true gentleman, is horrified by. Yes. He's like... Oh, like, didn't even call? Like, he, Keith would never do that. No, he would not. Keith would call and read you, like, a poem. If you haven't heard him reading The Grinch and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on the Dateline podcast, again, go over there now. Turn this off. Go there. You Fall can come back. We'll still be it's here. It's beautiful. Yeah, we'll yeah. still be here. But now he's doing Rudolph. He always did The Grinch, and now he has Rudolph, too. It's Good just delightful. So... Chris was apparently now traveling, he has a new girlfriend, with a Playboy playmate, Tiffany. And he was sailing and there was no internet. He was gone for a month instead of three weeks. It's now been a month. He had emailed his parents a few times but never called. He explained that there was – he had no phone with him. He didn't bring it. He just threw it away, which no one really does in the movies or unless maybe you're super rich. I don't know. Like, there are things on my phone that I want. I want that card, my memory card, has photos on it. Yeah, I don't think, I think that was the point, though. He didn't want any connection. He was, like, checking out, unplugging. I don't need all of these things. My memories are all in my head, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My phone is in my head. My my memory chip is this right here. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally it. That's my impression. Yeah, yeah. I and I don't like want that. a GPS. My GPS is my heart. There I go, go where it tells me to go. I don't need a Google Maps. Yeah. So his dad becomes Jessica Fletcher. He was a former cop. He starts to think these emails aren't from Chris. For those so people who he... don't know who Jessica Fletcher is, it's the lead from Murder, She Wrote. Who doesn't know Jessica Fletcher? I think some people might not. So I'm just saying it. it's an old reference. So They haven't been listening to us then. Our last episode may or may not have been filled with us throwing out names that people, we're just taking it for granted that people know all the children in the Brady Bunch and who Jessica Fletcher is. If They you don't, have to know the Brady Bunch children. I think so. But I'm just saying, I'm trying to, I'm being kind. It's a spirit. Maybe we need an index, season. some footnotes or something. Yes, Jessica Fletcher underscore one. 
Also, we've been on the podcast Murder We Spoke twice. So the dad was a former cop. He starts to think the emails aren't from Chris. So he starts asking questions that only Chris would know. And Chris was answering them correctly. So the dad says, well, then I knew it was Chris because it would be diabolical yep. to research and then answer these questions, which to be perfectly honest, meant no sense to me. Because if you think someone is maybe pretending to be your son and has done something nefarious, you think they're going to draw the line of diabolical at doing some research so they can answer these emails properly? Yeah. Do you see my point? I do see your point. It makes perfect sense. I don't... Like, no one would do the, like, research the name of that lake we grew up on. Also, this doesn't seem like that difficult of things to figure out, because he asked the type of boat and the lake, right? Yeah. Did you zoom in on those emails by any chance? Um, I did a bit later. Okay. I did for this one, and I was surprised. It seemed like there he was not directly saying, I don't think you're my son, I'm going to ask you some questions. It was under the guise of being asking about passwords. Did you see that? Oh, that's interesting. I thought that was a little funny. Okay. Hmm. That's a good way to do it. That's smart. You don't want them to be suspicious. Yeah, except Chris. That you're suspicious. Except Chris, in quotes, was like, I don't see what this has to do with passwords. So he was onto him. Yeah. Because... Because your passwords are usually like, what was the name of your first car? They don't say what was the name of the lake you grew up on, because most people were not so blessed. That's true. I'll never forget when I got, what is the name of your least favorite relative? (laughs) That was my favorite question. Like, drawing up some negative memories, like... That's really funny. But we should come up. We should come up with a list of really funny ones that we should do just for no reason. You can't get into our Patreon without answering these (laughs) questions three, and they're terrible. And then one, I think, but some of them should be snotty. What? Who is your favorite sommelier? Like. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of sommeliers, have you heard about the First Leaf Wine Club? I have. Tell me more, though. You're impressed. Color, you I'm, impressed. I wasn't prepared for it to go there. <laughs> okay, never mind. We'll talk about first leaf in a minute. But anyways, continue <laughs> on. Go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted I wanted you to be impressed for once. <laughs> I'm sorry, I am. But I already have places for them. Okay, go ahead. Chaos. Okay, it's true. Um, Stop so, overstepping, Katie. No, it's Stay fine. in your lane. No. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um... So it's four months in now. He's been gone for four months instead of three weeks. Ed wants to expand his business that he that Chris is no longer part of. Chris's brother, meanwhile, is still working at this company with Ed. Ed has these investors lined up in Vegas. So he takes the whole office, including Chris's brother, on this baller, expensive, crazy trip to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Where they hang out with a local fixer named Johnny Vegas. Now, Johnny Vegas can get you anything. You want a private game of blackjack in your hotel room at 4 a.m.? Johnny Vegas can do it. You want to hire a male prostitute that looks and sounds like Keith Morrison and you don't want anything sexual. You just want him to lean on you. Johnny Vegas can get you that. That sounds good. 
one thing Johnny Vegas cannot get for you is vitamins designed specifically for your needs. No, they cannot. They can take care of you in a certain way, but they cannot take care of your care of needs, your health needs. Exactly. So if you go on a baller, insane trip to Vegas, bring your care of vitamins with you. It'll be much, much easier. Care of is a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements and even protein powders to your door every month. Go to Take Care Of. Take this easy and fun quiz about your health goals. Mm -hmm. My health goals are slightly different. I want to start hiking and not gain 40 pounds on Cranberry Bliss Bars from Starbucks. Have you had those bars? Um, Or the Cranberry Bliss Bars that Katie knows how to make. Why are you saying from Starbucks when you know that that's like my Christmas specialty? I forgot you have perfected the copycat recipe. I have perfected it, and I have already made them once. And when you came over, I forgot to give you some. offer me any. You also said that you didn't want any sugar. So <laughs> I was trying to be kind and a Thank good you. friend and not be like, here's a mountain of cranberry bliss bars I made you. Thank you. You're Another welcome. one of my health goals is to take my care of vitamins. Yeah. Because I took the quiz, they're personalized just for me and what's important to me, like my hair looking good, getting better sleep because when you're tired, you don't look good. And also focusing on my inner health because when you're inside healthy, you actually look good on the outside. Most of my goals are about looking good. I was just going to say all of your goals are vanity related and I'm fine with that and happy about it. And also the cool thing about Care Of is that as your preferences change, you can modify your subscription to match how Mm -hmm. your preferences are changing. Yeah. It's hard to know what to do for your health because everywhere you look, someone is shoving cauliflower crust in your face and also what is matcha even. But Mm. Care Of makes it easy to know exactly what vitamins and supplements you need to be your healthiest. And you get these little personalized packs that you can take with you to a suite in Vegas, to the beach in Laguna. Take them with you. And they say, hi, Kimberly. And I'm like, hi, Kara, what's up? And then they ask me fun questions like, do you think hiring a man named Johnny Vegas is the right life decision for you at this moment? And I'm like, no, Kara, I do not think that that is the right decision. Then that's the wrong answer. (laughs) Thank you, Kara, for steering my life in the right direction. And for 50 percent, that has to be a typo, but it's not. 50% off your first Kara order. Go to take careof.com and enter date dateline 50 that is 50 percent off that is insane off your first care of order go to takecareof.com and enter date dateline 50 take care of yourself for the holidays give yourself a gift of taking care of yourself take care of nailed it no you're supposed to say you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, ready? Take care of you. There you go. Yeah. Very good. Thanks, care of. Thank you, care of. Now, back to someone who also doesn't know what matcha is Johnny Vegas. He Johnny, might. Would be, you, I don't, if I don't know, then I don't think he knows. He knows what macho is. He does. You don't know what matcha is? It's like a... It's a green tea. I feel like you would know what it is. But I always get it confused with mocha. But this is also like not a new like a thing on the market. Tea. Are you just seeing it now? Because it's no, been it's in here in for a everything. minute. Yes. Oh, now. But it has been for a minute. Yeah, no, I'm just 
now feeling accosted by it. Like I knew it, saw it before, but now like I feel like it's actively being shoved in my face. So where did you see it that you were surprised to see it and unhappy? Because I've been having the green tea, green matcha tea lattes at Starbucks. I've been there for a couple years. No, I'm talking about it like restaurants yeah. or places that have muffins with matcha in them or something. And I'm like, it's everywhere oh. now. Like I feel like if you go to Costco, they are trying to give you matcha. If I go to El Pollo Loco, they have a new matcha burrito. Yeah. They don't. It's, it's probably just too matcha. For you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Johnny uh, Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Vegas would hire these girls Ooh. to join the fancy dinners with investors that Ed would set up for the business. That just sounds bad, right? Like, they, they try to, like... It was funny when the interview, when they're talking about the girls, because the mean, wife did not like it. Um, Chris is, sorry, what's the brother's name? I just oh, name. yeah, she was kind of rolling her eyes during that part. She tried to, like, talk about it. She like, tried to start talk really fast. Like, what's well, not the kind of girls about, like, she tries to, like, kind of explain. <laughs> I heard her, and they, like, cut her off. But I was like, oh, she's not having it. She does not want to talk about the Playboy girls. As far as we know, they were just there to be dinner Guests. Guests. I was trying not to use the E word. Escort? Yeah. Well, they're not escorts, but it does. But they are technically. No, I think they're paid. Escorting people at dinner. No, that's a guest. That's a. But why would you want just a beautiful girl at dinner? Where's the dinner? Well, it impresses these investors who are from out of town. It's showing them all a good time. But Ed was also trying to impress his own business people, it sounds like, too. But also, it's embarrassing when you can't remember their names because you just met them three minutes ago. And you're like, this is my dear old friend, Steffi. And she's like, Susie. <laughs> that's not that's not. I think sexy. it's a rich person thing is to go to a dinner party where you don't know everyone. And people are just like there from different echelons of society to sure. meet each other. You know, like those fancy dinner parties where they don't sit husband and wife next to each other? Yes, where they sit like taboo. the poet next to the nobel prize winner next uh-huh. to the mathematician physicist yes. okay yeah I yes see that's how i'm picturing that's the opposite of what this is but it yes. has the same vibe maybe i don't that's know how, that's how all my dinner parties are yeah so who's who a veritable <laughs> who's who in society uh so at one of these dinners the, because the whole office is there. That's interesting, too. Like, he flies out the receptionist, too, and puts her up in Vegas. And she's just blown small. away by the whole thing. It's, it's a, a small, small office, yeah. but still. Yeah. Um, so at one dinner, Paul, the brother, sees one of these girls at the dinner. And he recognizes her as Tiffany, the playmate that is supposedly traveling the world with her brother. Mm-hmm. So he goes up to her and he says, how's, where's my brother? How is he? How were the Galapagos Islands? Mm-hmm. She has no idea what he's talking about. I have to say this has happened to me more, more than one time where I'm fully excitedly asking someone about something. They have no idea what I'm talking about. And then I realize halfway through that I have gotten them confused with someone else. And then Aww. I try to change my question and make it more generic sounding so that it could apply to them somehow. And it always just comes off really, really awkward. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it is. So Ed 
looks at Paul and Paul looks at Ed and he's like questioning and Ed gives him a look that says, this is a different Tiffany. This isn't the girl that's with your brother. But it's Tiffany Taylor, right? So it's yeah. a common name, but I'm like, but the picture it's isn't exact- common. Like, yeah. What? And so Keith goes, a different Tiffany Taylor? <laughs> like my new favorite thing he's ever said, which will soon be replaced by the end of this episode with something yes. else. Yes, it will. But a new Tiffany Taylor. But I wanted Keith to be like, there's only one Tiffany Taylor. Miss 2008. And she likes horseback riding and rollerblading. She's a lovely lady. She's a lovely gal. And I only look at Playboy for the articles. I'm Excellent Keith taste in cheese. Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent taste in what? Cheeses? Cheese. <laughs> so then Chris's emails to his family start getting really, really dark. They were very angry. He talked about how he had comp- contemplated suicide and he was mad at his family for something in his childhood. And he just needed to be away from them. And they mm. have no idea what he's talking about. Mm. But then he shifts and says he wants to start a new software company with his brother, Paul. And he tells Paul to meet him in Costa Rica. And it was at a location that he and Paul had talked about going before. But Paul thinks something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Which I loved. Good for you, Paul. Good for you dropping that, Paul. Dropping the bard on us. So Chris is still in Africa, though. So before he goes to Costa Rica, he has to travel deep into the continent for a business deal to sell his Krugerrands. This is a bit much. That's a bit. This is a bit. <laughs> it like, sounds like Heart of Darkness. It sounds. Like, I was just gonna say it sounds like Joseph Conrad's best <laughs> dream, having to go deep into the Congo to sell Krugerrand. Krugerrand. Yeah. That's a. That's a book. That's a novel. It's been done. It's terrible. It's approximately <laughs> ninety pages. I've been the forced worst, to read it. The worst three ninety-eight times. pages. Me too. Me too. You three have? three it times. Is the yes. Worst. I Twice can't. in college. Once in high school. Oh my god. I don't, I never finished it in those three times. No, me neither. Are you stealing my life story? The last time that I was going supposed to read it, we had a choice between doing a comparison on, of course, Heart of Darkness and Apocalypse Now, or we could read a book that was 500 pages and do a book report on that. I took the 500. I was like, no, I'm opting out of Heart of Darkness. I can't. It's so dense. No. Yeah. You could pay me. Five hundred dollars, yeah. and I don't know if no, I could get No, I don't think I would do book. it. I don't think, and I want to know people who have who love it. I want to talk to people who it's, and not people who are like, it's my favorite. It's a masterpiece. Not those people who like it because they think they're supposed to like it. I want to talk to the people who identify with that book. I want and, to talk to people who have finished it. Okay, you're easier than me <laughs> <laughs> because they are already so vastly superior to me. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. Honestly, I don't get it. And I, I, maybe I should try to read it, like to challenge myself in 2020. Should I do? No. To try to punish yourself? Like self-flogging? Yeah, it's like, yes. No, we're not doing that. This is, 2020 is going to be the year of the Kimberly. So I won't have it. It will not be tainted by delving into the heart of darkness. That is my, the name of my autobiography. Um... (laughs) So the family thinks something terrible is going to happen. They just have a very bad feeling about this. And well, at of this, course. Of who wouldn't? And then the emails from him stop. 
So they think that he was mugged for his gold, something bad went down, and he was probably killed in Africa. Yeah. The mom goes Jessica Fletcher and looks up images on Google Earth looking wow. for her son. Like zooming in close to see I mean, it just breaks my heart, her staring at the computer. That hurts. That hurts. It hurts a lot. It was definitely one of my precious moments was the Google Earth searches because that's how desperate she is. She's like, you're just so desperate. And you're like, yeah, because you would be because you don't know where they are exactly. And there's nothing you do. What are you going to do? Fly to Africa and be like, don't go into that jungle. Like, because they made it. I'm sorry. I'm not just making up jungle, right? They made it sound like he was going into like the jungle. Into where it was deep into the continent, like not on the coast areas, maybe... Like, no internet. Yeah. No way to reach him. So no, yeah. not the technology that would be, like, in the major metropolitan yeah. cities. Oh. Not with, like, a guided tour that children go on. Nothing right. like that. This seemed off the grid. So the dad contacts the State Department. And the State Department looks into it. They say, we can see where Chris last used his passport. That'll tell us kind of where he is. Mm-hmm. And they look, and it seems that Chris had never left the U.S. So they go to Ed, and Ed says, well, the reason that it says that is because Chris used a fake passport. Okay. Okay. So the dad turns to the Laguna Beach Department, which is very funny to me, because it is just tiny. It's like in a strip mall, basically. Yeah, kind of. And It's like next to a Marshalls. Why would you would go from the State Department to a tiny tap it just seemed funny to me well he had to right i guess he had to maybe the state department just wasn't looking anymore because they said he hadn't gone out of the country i I don't know oh is that why that's i don't know i'm just guessing that might be it okay go ahead but like the police department in luna beach their main job is to stop drunk people from jaywalking you know Mm -hmm. it's very safe there but they actually they start to look into it which i was very excited about go cops and Ed tells the police that Chris was into conspiracy theories and was super paranoid. He thought that America was going to suffer this great financial collapse. And that's why he needed these gold cougarans and he was going to go to other countries because America was going to collapse. See, speaking of conspiracy theories, there's a guy in 90 Day Fiance who is engaged to this super religious girl from... Ukraine, I think. Mm-hmm. And the Ukrainian girl's friend asks him, are you religious? Because she's very religious. And he says, well, I don't believe in religion or God, but I do believe in aliens. I think that aliens are gods. I think that the times people have seen aliens, they were seeing our gods. That's Those are our gods. And the friend and the fiance are like, what? I don't even know what to do. What what I would do if you said that to me. I mean, honestly, I don't think we have all the answers. So we don't know. And in 10 years, something could happen and we could be looking at him and going, that guy from 90 Day Fiance was a genius. He figured it out. I doubt that's what's going to happen. But until then, I'm going to give him the look and be like, okay. Oh, I just got a text. I have to go. I'm so sorry. I have to go. We're no longer engaged. Here's your ring back. Yeah. No. So anyways, um, back to 
Uh, Ed tells us that Chris drank every night, used sleeping pills, used cocaine, Mm. and would work maniacally all night, and then he would crash for days. He would, like, work for days and crash for days. So Ed says on July, June 4th, he came into the office, and it was trash. There was pee and throw up and broken bottles. It was a disaster. And he confronted Chris, and Chris agreed to a buyout. They both came to terms with it. Chris was going to leave the country. So they got a fake passport for him Mm -hmm. from, guess who? Johnny Johnny Vegas. Vegas. But wait a minute. They went to Vegas to, like, sort out their differences, right? They went to Vegas to, like, chill for a That's what he said, right? Go and, like hash it out in vegas because he had just been partying straight for three days but let's fly yeah. to vegas bro i know you just had a bender let's have let's a second do, one let's do one in vegas because that's gonna be yeah. super chill and tame yeah. and then he says he went to his house after they went to vegas and got him to sign the paperwork mm-hmm. and it's very it's all very strange important part being that he got the fake passport from johnny vegas because there's nothing johnny vegas can't do except personalized vitamins so now <laughs> it's a year into the case we meet joe delu here we have a it. new private investigator mm-hmm. who i think we can maybe ask to join our team west coast the west coast team. west coast you can join division. the west coast division and i love it that it might be in laguna beach yeah that means your dad could join yeah oh my dad would love it he has nothing going on exactly he's retired i feel like yeah. he's perfect so if he knows of any office space in yeah. um well i know, and you know one, what my mom actually. can my mom can, like, do the craft service table. She can, yeah, like, your go mom to would Costco, love it. get some muffins She can make calls, though, too. She could get information out of people. Your mom, when she get, gets going on me, she I'll tell her everything. She you down, doesn't yeah. she? Because if I she, don't answer enough, she'll keep asking. She will talk to the people at Verizon for a 45 minutes until they take off the discount charge on our thing. What? Like... She f- she feels like she was done wrong, and there's a ten dollar charge on there that shouldn't be there. She will go out. She will talk to them until literally they just give up their will to live, and they go, "I'm taking it off the charge. I'm going to give you thirty dollars for nothing. Just take it, please." I have Let some me people go. that she. Needs I have to, to call see my me. children. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> so. Joe DeLu is a private investigator who also does commercials for Crest White Strips on the side, I think. Maybe. Because Pearly Whites. He moves into. Yeah. It's Orange County. Orange County. He moves into a new office in Laguna. Mm -hmm. And what happens next is full on fate. Mm -hmm. So a few weeks after he moves into this new office, the property manager comes in and asks, can you help me find the 800 exchange office, which is Chris and Ed's company? Mm -hmm. Their office had shut down and they owed the landlord a ton of rent money. Mm -hmm. So Joe starts to look into it. He finds that they've moved offices. And when he's looking for them, he finds out that the Laguna Police Department is looking into them as well because of this missing persons case. So that's how Joe gets involved in the missing persons case, basically because the landlord tried to hire their services to find them. So he meets with Chris's dad and he starts going through all the emails from Chris. Joe is suspicious right away. He feels like the writer is trying too hard to convince them that it's Chris. In one of them, it says to Chris's dad, do you think we can meet in your hometown in Austria? 
which is like it's that really bad exposition like oh hi sarah my sister how is your job of being a teacher going? Right. How are your children, Tommy, age 12, and Susie, who plays soccer and has ADD? Yeah. Like, Have if- you watched the feed on Amazon Prime? No. Anyone who's watched the feed on Amazon Prime, you know what I'm talking about. There's like people and then people that have been taken over. There's like a pod people situation uh, happening. Yeah. Okay. It sounds good. I want to watch it now. The kind of sci-fi that I really like. You'd like it. It's pod yes. people. There was a season where Buffy was a robot, and she'd be like, Hi, Willow, you're a lesbian. (laughs) Things like that. It's not how someone would talk. Right. But I figured out the perfect way to prove to someone that you are who you say you are over email that is also a great holiday gift. Oh, I know what this is. Skylight Frame. It is a touchscreen photo frame that you can update instantly by email anything from anywhere. It sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. You just plug it in and use the touchscreen to connect to Wi-Fi. Everyone in the family can email photos to the frame and they appear in seconds proving that you are in fact who you say you are, especially if the photo you send is a selfie or a close-up shot of a part of your body that has an identifying birthmark. No judgment. The frame is beautiful. It's black and has a white mat and it looks like a real photo frame. It's Mm -hmm. gorgeous. It's a 10 inch touchscreen. You can swipe through the photos with your finger. You can even tap to thank the person who sends the photo Mm -hmm. in essence letting them know i believe you are who you say you are mm-hmm. and it's 100 percent satisfaction guaranteed if you don't love it they offer you a full refund also you can preload it with your favorite photos for a gift i think i'm giving one now to my parents and my brother and i'm hoping by emailing them photos it will make them feel like i'm thinking of them even though i hate talking on the phone so it'll be like oh she's alive the, she just sent a photo it's, she, proof, it's for you it's proof of life proof of life for everyone else it is an unbelievably sweet gift for a relative who lives very far away that just wants to be able to stay in touch and maybe isn't the best at phone technology this is the perfect gift for someone like that so they can stay in touch with the family it's really i cool. just realized my because my mom cannot figure out how to look through instagram yeah she just cannot figure it out you can we snap can pictures send, of yeah uh-huh exactly i can just send her pictures my brother can send her pictures she'll know what we're doing and she won't even have to look up on her computer and be very confused so as a special holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code DATE. So for $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, go to skylightframe.com and enter code DATE. That is S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code DATE. Check Thank it you, out, Skylight. guys. They're a great it's gift. It's a beautiful gift. It really is. So Joe is a great PI. He's looking at these email questions. And the question we were talking about before about the lake and the boat that Mm -hmm. they had on the lake, he realizes that Chris only answered the lake question. He didn't answer the boat question. And then he looks at an email that Paul, the brother, got from Chris right after this email about the boat and the lake. And it's asking what kind of boat they had growing up. It's but pretty dumb. It's it's so dumb, but also in a, no shame at all to the family, not even in an ounce of my saying anything bad about them. But 
I just can't believe that the father and son never talked about this. The oh, dad didn't say, I heard from Chris. I know it's him. I asked him about the lake and the boat and he answered my questions. And then the brother would be like, weird, because he just sent me an email asking about the boat. Was it right after? Yeah. I don't remember it being right after. Okay, maybe you're right. I just, I don't think that because the brother doesn't live at home, I don't think they're in contact like that. Right. I, I just don't. But if they're worried about him, wouldn't you think he would call and say, guess what? Like, I know he's alive. I know it's him. No, because they're getting emails from him at this point still every week. Right. They're still get, keeping in t- contact with him. And I guess only the dad was really suspicious. So maybe right. he hadn't shared his suspicions with the rest of the family yeah. that it wasn't Chris. Yeah. So Joe is so fascinated by the case that he takes it pro bono. And he goes to look at the old... 800 exchange office he notices a stain on the floor a white powdery substance that Mm. looks like sulfur to clean up something he notices a blood smear on the light switch and the door frame okay yeah i'm not a germaphobe or anything but it's been a full year since they were in that office and it has not been cleaned so they haven't, well, they just disappeared. So what, how, Once have they moved they out of that office very that fast? Office to someone else? They did move out of that office really fast. But that means they didn't move out immediately. So there was blood stains visible while people were working there. Didn't get cleaned. After they left, the landlord didn't get it cleaned. And it's been sitting there for maybe at least six months. Yeah, that's kind of They have nuts. not re-rented it, or maybe they have re-rented it, and they have not yet cleaned up bloodstains on the light switch? Hmm. The light switch is where you touch every day. Like, and someone is, sees it. This is, no, but this is also, again, just in Chris's office. This isn't in the whole office building. This is in Chris's office. Correct. But they have, I'm assuming, re-rented it out. But even if not, they would have gotten it cleaned after they moved out, I would think. It's just it's gross. It's not great. Yeah, it's very confi- it's very confusing while it's still there. I agree. I'm, I can't even think of a reason. Was it a lot of blood? It couldn't have been a lot of blood. It was enough that Joe saw it. That Joe saw it, yeah. Ugh. So now the police in Orange County send police over to the office because Joe tells them, hey, we have blood here. They mm-hmm. find more blood. They pull up the carpet and there are blood stains. They find blood spots all over. Multiple blood spots all over. So they compare it to Chris's dad and they yeah. figure out that it is Chris's DNA in the and blood. And only Chris's DNA. Only Chris's blood. Right. And Keith goes, all of it? Nobody <laughs> else was bleeding in there at all? That does seem sort of surprising. It, 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 I guess it's surprising. Are you saying like during a, the attack or just in general, you're in general, that like that there's there was no no, other no one has ever cut themselves in that office right. before, right? There were no accidents in which anyone bled. Yeah, it's surprising to me. Yes. So the police are now fully looking into it. There is this guy Kenny, who Ed hired after Chris disappeared, and Kenny was supposed to like get rid of Chris's stuff or take care of Chris's stuff, but he moved into Chris's apartment. Who is Kenny? Eddie, Kenny, it's, Kenny seems like talented Mr. Ripley or something. Like, really strange going on there. I don't understand. Kenny seems like a dumb, like, second cousin 
that yeah. you hired to do some like jobs for you, but you don't really trust And then trust moved into the apartment them. and won't leave. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He's and crashed. Like, well, I didn't really sell the boat. I kept it and I'm living on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know you told Kenny. me to do this. Yeah. Shit. I, like I blew it all on weed. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So now we have the Christian angle. And I'd like to point out to my BFF, Greg, I'm not actively making fun of Christians. Dateline is handing it to me on a platter and forcing me to talk about Christians. It's not all Christians. There's some good ones in this episode. There's one who might not be. Yeah. Ed, very religious, but in the early aughts, he was struggling. He was in a Bible study with a very nice man named Joseph. Yes. So this guy, Joseph, gave Ed money, helped him buy a house, got gave him marriage counseling because he was struggling in his marriage, gave him a job. Go, 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 Joseph. Right. You're doing your part, man. You're yeah. walking the talk. Walking, talking. Walking, walking the talk. Yes, he is. is right? The expression? Walking the walk. Talk the talk and walk the walk? Yes. So I guess if you're walking the talk, you're doing both. So I think you had it. Walk don't, squared. Don't doubt yourself. I know. Walk, I walk had to do that myself sounds weird. tremendously. Okay. Yeah. So he gave him this job and that's how he actually met Chris. And then they became business partners. Mm -hmm. And they started this company, 800 Exchange. According to the receptionist, uh, Ed seemed like a great guy. He was a great father to his four kids. But Ed had secrets. Lots of secrets. Ed traveled to Vegas in private planes. He stayed in two-story rooms with an on-call butler. So and a that? private pool. Like Caesar's Palace? That's like Caesar's Palace. I don't think we even get to know where they are. Yeah, I don't think so either. You're right. Like you have to take a helicopter there or something. And it's somehow an underground bunker that also has beautiful views of the whole city. Yeah. Not I sure how like that works. Well, there, maybe it starts as an underground bunker. So there's like an elevator deep in the ground that only goes to this one floor. And so you see it from the outside and you're like, what is that? But you can't access it from the inside at all. Right, you have right, to right, go right. to the bunker elevator to get there. So that would mean that there's a secret subway, not mm -hmm. a secret helicopter. But why are you taking a private plane to a place that's like three hours away from L.A.? That's dumb. I would. I guess. It's I mean, like I a wouldn't waste of resources. bad for the environment. Exactly. It's dumb. And money but he's a baller chris he's not he's trying to pretend like he's okay there, there's something Mundo. sad about that all right yeah he would also sit at gambling tables and gamble for like 10 hours Oy. and gamble thousands and thousands of dollars i'm not a very good vegas person i really like to go to vegas but oliver and i get real nervous if we lose more than like ten dollars in a sitting so we're not very good vegas people but we have a lot of fun that's all that matters but then he, he says all these guys at his work will like save up like thousands four digits thousands no, no i just I'm start like, sweating that no it's so, so scary i'm like how do you do it no. but i mean i'll sit in that bingo hall there's bingo tournaments apparently i'm gonna enter You'll one do the penny slots i do but penny you know you haven't been to vegas in a long time <laughs> pennies the the penny slots are still a dollar fifty a spin. Yeah. 
uh, Ed also liked beautiful women in Vegas. And yeah. the receptionist is now starting to realize, because she saw him as this family man, that he is not the man that she thought he was. Uh, but, you know, this Vegas thing is just how he relaxed. It's how Katie relaxed. I can think of other ways to relax that don't, you know, use that many carbon emissions. A nice glass of wine, perhaps. Saving money on award-winning wine you're guaranteed to love has never been easier with First Leaf. Unlike other wine clubs that guess about your favorite wines, First Leaf uses your feedback and ratings to curate wine selections personalized to your unique tastes. First Leaf is so confident in the quality of their wine, they even have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means if you're not feeling a particular bottle of wine, First Leaf will cover it completely. Is that not the coolest thing ever? I can't think of a better guarantee if at like any store where I buy things. You can't just go in back with it empty. Go, I didn't like this. Here's my empty bottle. That's crazy. I know. The quiz really assesses exactly what kind of wine you like to drink or what you think you like in terms of flavors if you're not really a wine drinker. When we took our quiz, they did an introductory six-pack of wine that was honestly pretty dead on for what I liked. Mm -hmm. Every wine that I got, which are now gone, were... (laughs) really great. I didn't have to use my satisfaction back guarantee because they were all excellent. And the best part was is that it was $29.95 for the introductory six bottles. So, so reasonable. Of wine. Yeah. That is such a good deal. So as soon as you finish drinking them, you can rate them online. And that way, First Leaf can look at your ratings and then select different wines based on the taste that you liked from the last box for your next shipment. So right now, if you sign up with our link, you get an exclusive intro offer, the exact same one that we got, six bottles of wine for only $29.95. Six bottles, guys, and that's free shipping. So just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash dateline to get your six bottles of wine for only $29.95 with free shipping. Firstleaf.com slash dateline. So good. Check them out, guys. I mean, you've have got nothing to lose. in your house for the holidays. Yeah. If anyone pops over and you need a gift, you have six bottles of wine right there. Mm-hmm. And it's also the kind of thing where it's nice to have several bottles. So you only, only think you're going to drink one, but then you've got a few on hand that like, oh, mm-hmm. we can open another bottle. No problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, you're guaranteed they're going to be good. Yay. Thank you, First Leaf. Thanks, First Leaf. So let's get back to Joseph from Bible study. Mm-hmm. Remember... Go, 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 Joseph. What a nice guy. You won't want anything bad to happen to him. Guess what? Ed was stealing from him and his business all the money that he had given Ed so he could buy a house and loan him. He had, Ed had stolen upwards of two and a half million dollars from Joseph and Joseph's businesses and associates that he hooked him up with. He ended up pleading guilty for embezzlement. Now it's a bit of time has passed, and now he's in business with Chris. Hmm. I don't think Chris knew about this. No. I'm, I mean, how is, jo- how is Ed even getting business licenses? How is he getting capital to start another business with embezzlement charges? Is there no way you can, like, look up char? I guess not unless you have a police contact. Look up someone who's going to be a future business partner of you. Of course you Just- can. It's called a background check. Or is this something that Johnny Vegas can also fix for you? There, you, That's a great question. See? I didn't even hmm. think of that. Hmm. So now 
It's been a few years. He's in business with Chris, but guess what? Ed is in debt again. He Mm -hmm. owes a bunch of people a ton of money, and he owes the business a ton of money. So the police flag his passport, and they find out he was going to Canada. Hmm. He should have gotten a fake passport from Johnny Vegas. There we go. Come on, Ed. So they pull him off the plane. He's literally on the runway about to take off, and they pull him off the plane. How exciting would that be if you were a passenger on that plane? So exciting. You'd be like, what did he do? And especially because he's probably at least in business class, right? Oh, totally. And in a really nice suit. Because he thinks he's a baller. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that would be so exciting. So they bring him in, and within 10 minutes, he has a story for them. He says, I don't know what you think, but it's not first-degree murder. Wow. Who says that? Who a talks criminal, in, a criminal. in degrees that knows yeah. which degree? I know what you think. It's not murder in the second degree. It's not. It's more like manslaughter. Well, let me talk. I mean, like, he might as well have said that. Yeah. It's more like manslaughter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No one Who asked. Thanks, though. Talk. Thank you. So he says it was self-defense. He says Chris finally lost it with his erratic behavior and attacked him and at some point, he pushed him away, and Chris fell and hit his head on the desk. Mm-hmm. And then they say, well, where's the body? Ed says he wouldn't know where the body was because somebody else got rid of the body. Kenny? Is it Kenny? <laughs> Is it Kenny? You I thought it was Kenny? Kenny for sure. I would not trust Kenny to move my car from one side of the street to the other so I wouldn't get a parking ticket let alone a body. I don't even know Kenny, but Kenny's like that intern that blows everything. Yeah, like, Kenny, Kenny and Justin right. are best friends. Yeah. And they mess up all the time. Oh, no, so but Justin sad. also does special effects for Dateline. No, so Justin's stepping up in the world. He started out as an intern. He's They started out together and he rose above mm-hmm. his station and Kenny drowned under his station because he's not qualified and he w- still won't get your drink order right. Like, he'll get a hot one when you clearly said iced. You can't. No. <laughs> and he, like, gets a virus on the work computer. So it's totally non-functional. Because he was trying to download company, an illegal movie. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. He ends up costing the company thousands of dollars. Exactly. So the police look at Ed's phone. And in days after the murder, he was out in the middle of the desert. In the middle of nowhere. I'd That's- never heard of this place. They say it like we're supposed to know it. Like... Keith has some flowery language about it. It's like, where no man's land, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it sounds like a desolate, I don't know where it is, Davidson or something like that. Do you know Davis? what I'm talking about? No, it's it's something in the California desert. It's something out in like Joshua Tree. I, mean, I don't know those deserts. Yeah. I'm not good at deserts. <laughs> you know other deserts? I know those deserts. I know the desert like that my people walked yes. for 40 years. Where is I that? I do not. Egypt. There we go. Is it? Yes. You're 100% on that? Where are they no, going? No, I am not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to try to trick you anymore. Questions about Galilee. <laughs> and the land of Canaan. So, go ahead. So, they do a huge search party of these deserts. I love a search party. You I do. do not love the desert climate. I much prefer search parties that are in the woods or wooded yep. areas or like... Normally they are. Farms or prairies. But this is in the desert with people, dogs, and horses. There we go. Never heard of that. That was exciting to me. I wonder why. Maybe so. 
I mean, it's not like because the horses can smell things. It's like people on horses, right? Right. Oh, well, they can see high up. That's why. Because you can't take a horse into the woods because it's just trees there. But you could definitely take a horse into the desert because they can, like, survey. You can survey from a higher point, right? Yeah, so I guess. Say, Wouldn't you have just a helicopter, though, if you so were you surveying? Say, I see a pile of rocks. 30 yards. By that outhouse, henhouse, farmhouse, doghouse. Farmhouse, house of pancakes. I got fun looking that up for the description. <laughs> So they unfortunately they cannot find a body anywhere, which is no really surprise because it's just vast desert. It's it's I don't know how they would ever find somebody. So Ed goes to trial finally for murder. Mm-hmm. It is seven years after he was arrested. Wow. Why does it take so long? Is it because Matt Murphy is out surfing? Oh, Matt Murphy's back. I threw some shade at Matt Murphy. We love Matt Murphy. He is the OC prosecutor and the Dateline regular for which we created the square Dateline regular. It's something else. It's something funny. Dateline. I can't remember what we called it. But anyways, we created a special square for him. For those like Matt Murphy. Yeah. Repeat appearance people. Yeah. Repeat offenders. So Ed owned a ton of money to a bunch of people in their business, and Chris was on to him. This is what they think happened. Mm -hmm. So he killed Chris in the office. And again, they show the blood everywhere. And again, it blows my mind that it's still there. At one, They show a chair, and it's on the bottom of the chair, like a huge smear. Yeah, they just straight up didn't clean. They just straight up didn't clean. Like, that is the worst cleanup job I've ever seen. What they think happened is he killed Chris, and then minutes after he killed him, Ed goes into Chris's email and sends an email from Chris to their company's lawyer saying he's going to be bought out. Wow. Like, minutes after. So, and... Matt Murphy later says that there are no typos in this email. It's perfectly written. He thinks that it was written before and it was like like he had he had that email ready. So he, it wasn't minutes before. It was like minutes after he sends the email, but he thinks it was written like He thinks he, it was written before but sent minutes after, meaning that it was premeditated. Me, what yeah, he was that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so they're trying to prove premeditation on this, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because his defense is self-defense, that it was all just happened. Um, So Ed tells the staff the next day, he sends an early email to everyone saying that they should work from home Hmm. for the day. And Hmm. he says, I'm getting the floors done. So if you happen to stop by, there'll be like tarps up and things like that. So you can get Mm -hmm. the office cleaned. Again, the worst cleaning job we've ever seen. Right. I don't know if he end- hired someone. I don't think he did. I think he... Kenny. Because it was... Kenny. Kenny. Ken- Kenny How and his friend. Kenny? Kenny's Kenny like and- the cousin of his wife, I think. Kenny He's and his like- friend JB. And JB <laughs> is useless and a pothead. Stoner kid. But your wife is making you because she's getting pressure from her family to, like, give Kenny a job. Like, give him... He got flunked out as a paper boy, even though he's 28 years old. Yeah. They wouldn't let him do it anymore because he got all the papers wet and lost. (laughs) He put them all in one pile next to a trash can and thought that everyone in the apartment could just go get theirs. Yeah. It was easier that way. It It made sense to Kenny in Kenny logic. Yeah. Kenny logic (laughs) is flawed. And don't get us started on JB. No. So 
he jb's been in juvie since he was six so yeah jb <laughs> or jb yeah said a rough childhood no he was so... never he's always been destined for prison Go ahead. <laughs> so does he have a face tattoo no but he's like got greasy greasy grizzle bangs yeah and he, re- he wears shirts that have sayings on them and tank tops so, yeah with big so, armholes go ahead <laughs> official boob inspector so ed writes to the family in that and he breaks up with the girlfriend he gets kenny to get rid of chris's stuff including chris's surfboard which is how matt murphy knew it was a murder because matt murphy is a surfer and says no surfer goes on a surf trip without their board that's like legend which how do you i mean you try you fly with it yeah. It has, you check it. Yes, I'm you guessing. check it. It would be like but check luggage. That's expensive. It's I mean, expensive. And wouldn't you be worried that it would snap? Yeah. That's an it expensive hobby. Or get scratched. Yeah, I guess. But you have to write on your board. I guess that's point break logic that I didn't, don't remember. Like hearing you can't ever use another surface board. I don't remember that either. Is that a real thing or you just make that up? Half and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Kay. Let's go with that. 60 40. <laughs> So the defense was that Ed was a thief and a liar, but not a murderer. Okay. Ed takes the stand because, of course, he does. Yep. He says Chris helped him with the embezzlement scheme. They were both embezzling money from the company. And Ed, innocent Ed, who was pressured into it by Chris, threatened to turn Chris in and stop the embezzlement. So Ed, who has the history of embezzlement with poor Joseph, is the one that was going to turn them in and say, we have to stop this. And Chris didn't want to. This is Ed's story. Totally makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So then, as Ed tells it, they start fighting like full on Mortal Kombat style. Yeah. At one point, they even collide midair. I can't. And then Ed leans back in slow motion to dodge a punch like in The Matrix. And then Chris swept the leg like in Karate Kid. It's just every movie that Ed has ever seen and he combines them into his story. It's like the epic fight scene to end all fight scenes. Two men enter, one man leave. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he didn't call 911 after Chris passed away because of the embezzlement. He doesn't want to get arrested again and he doesn't want to lose his family. Well, then maybe don't embezzle millions of dollars again for the second time in your life. Yeah. The second time in a decade. Don't do it. It's not that I don't. Okay. So he calls his fixer, Johnny Vegas, and Johnny has a man with an Eastern European accent (laughs) call him. And says, They're, we're going to meet, you're going to give me this money, and I'll take care of it for you. So they meet, and the man is tall and blonde and Russian. So, so basically, the non-Alan Rickman villain yes, from Die Hard. exactly right. That's exactly who it is, and that's exactly who is in Ed's head yes. that he's describing. So good 100%. Job. Nailed it. Now, the guy was going to take care of the body. And Ed is just freaking out. He tries to flee to Mexico, but he couldn't leave his family. So he comes back. What a sweetheart. Such good a job. good family man. Such a good guy. Then Matt Murphy cross-examines him. But let's jump ahead because there's something much more exciting to get to. No offense to Matt Murphy. You're missing. You're skipping the trial? We're basically skipping just Matt Murphy. Test. There's really nothing there except for the part about 
the email. Okay. Oh, Matt does say um, you're crying, right? When you're crying, that part. Yes, he's very facetious with him. Yeah. You were, are you, are you getting choked up now? Yeah. Were, were you getting choked up when you sent that email? What about when you were emailing the parents, you know, to pretend? Like, yeah. It's pretty good. It, it's pretty effective. Ed is not, let's put it this way. Ed is not sympathetic on the stand, even in the slightest. And when it takes them an hour to give the verdict, I was not surprised at all. I was surprised yeah. it wasn't 40 minutes. Yeah. Like no, you get truly. in, introduce yourselves, take the vote, and then wait because you're going to no get lunch emotion. served. And then even go Even when he's saying things like, I couldn't be away f- from my family. I didn't, I'm so sorry that I did this. Well, There's no emotion. Because he has vocal fry, too. He's got oh, there, God. and he's doing, when he talks, he's got sort of the voice like that. Like, a little bit of that surfer vocal fry at the end of all of his statements, which is not convincing to a jury and makes you sound like a super douche, which, in fact, you are. Yeah, no. A super like evil a, douche, but. I was just going to say, like, what's the, ev- like, a superhero version of a super douche? Right. Okay. So, Ed is found guilty and gets life in prison. Yeah. Thank goodness. But here's what we've been waiting our entire lives to get to. Keith interviewing Ed in jail. And mother effing Keith Morrison dropping a mother effing F-bomb, F-bomb. on Ed. But first I need to talk to my therapist because I'm excited and I'm scared like Jesse Spano about this. Yeah. If you're feeling every emotion in the world from trepidation to gratitude, we have an offer that may help. Mm-hmm. BetterHelp offers counseling with a licensed therapist within the privacy and safe space of your own home. You can confidentially text, chat, phone, or video with a counselor. BetterHelp has counselors that are specialized in anxiety, depression, sleeping problems. You owe a guy named Johnny Vegas thousands of dollars, and he's a fixer who can fix your problems but can't fix your emotional situation. Mm-hmm. If you don't like your counselor for any reason, you can switch at no additional charge. It's also very affordable, and our listeners get 10% off their first month with discount code DATELINE. Wow. You just go to betterhelp.com forward slash DATELINE. You fill out the questionnaire. It really it helps you evaluate your needs, and it helps them pair you with a counselor that you are going to love. Again, if you don't love, you can switch. It's super easy. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash dateline because Johnny Vegas can fix some things, but he can't fix your feelings. Did I get you in the feels? In the heart? Because we all deserve a little better. Help. Okay, so let's get to it. I feel better. I feel more centered. I've talked to my therapist. You feel better, better helped. Okay. I um, I don't know if anything can help me because when they play this part, first of all, when I heard it, I was just hearing it across the room because I had it playing uh, and I, I see. wasn't it's, looking at it. What was your physical reaction? So I heard it and I said, that's not Keith. That's not Keith saying that because they play yeah. it in the in the preview before we go they give you a sneak peek of it before you go into into the commercial mm. that's not keith saying that and then i go and watch the whole next portion and yes ma'am yes ma'am that is keith i knew it was coming because t- keith had tweeted earlier in the day my mother would be very ashamed of my language in this episode. Do you think that he asked them to remove it and they said no? Do you think it was a battle no. at headquarters with producers? No, I think if he wanted, I think they would respect him and do it. I think it shows how frustrated he was and I loved it. 
because he yeah. was like because it was really insulting what ed was insinuating so i do mm-hmm. get it but like yeah i was shocked oh yeah i've never seen anything like it wow. oh let's get to it let's get to it so keith comes into the um prison interview with ed and they're sitting across like in partitions mm-hmm. and it starts very polite and keith in his folksy way says what you did was terrible you know he start he's but he's saying it with that way you know mm-hmm. and he puts his hand on his cheek and he's leaning in those hard yes. metal stools and yes. he puts you at ease so ed is i think put at ease right. and he relaxes ed with his manner he's doing the he, kindly mr morrison yes there's like there's like different keith versions of what uh-huh. he's doing there is the kindly mr morrison i'm on uh-huh. your team You've done a horrible thing, son. Let's talk yes. about it. Yes. I'm not yeah. mad. I'm just He might as well be wearing a cardigan. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. So he tells Keith he can't tell him who moved the body. Yeah. Or why he's willing to take the fall for the Russian blonde in Die Hard. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's true love, Kimberly. You'll never understand. <laughs> I won't. I will never understand their feelings for each other because I will never experience anything. It's like no. a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. So... Date then Dateline goes to Johnny Vegas to find out more. We get an interview with Johnny Vegas before we get to Keith Cussing. Yeah. A few things about that. One, Johnny Vegas is real. Yeah. He's like oh, a yeah. real person. A lot of people on Twitter thought he was fake. And number two, guess where I'm going next week? <laughs> Are you gonna meet Johnny? Are you gonna search search him Johnny, out? Johnny, if you're listening to this podcast, email us at date dateline. Katie's going to the town that is your namesake. Because I I'm need, not sure if that's your biblical name, I Johnny need Vegas. tickets to the <laughs> best drag show Vegas has to offer. I want the best. <laughs> I want good You want queens. the best seats. You want a backstage pass. I do. I want makeup tips and application. Yeah, go ahead. So number one, Johnny is real. Number two, he's being interviewed next to a hotel pool at night. Yeah, oh, of course he is. Of course he like is. He is going to be lawn yes. chairs. Yes, like at, but he's not even. I guarantee he it's might not even motel. be on the strip. It seemed more like a motel. I think it might be like the plaza or like it might be like El, it's not El Cortez, maybe downtown Grand. I don't know where he is. He's at one of the older hotels. Definitely. So, yeah, or it's good a, times. Sh- a bad a- apartment complex. Oh, I hope it is. It I could hope, be his apartment complex. I hope it's like the Sinatra, and it's yes. yeah. It's so. his apartment complex, and it's a respectable place with some non-respectable tenants. <laughs> I like it. Okay, and he, number three, he grins like Mr. Rogers trying to sell you a used car. He is like yeah. ear to ear. Number four, he doesn't know any Russian cleaners. He doesn't even know what that is. He doesn't, he thinks that Ed is telling a story of lies to Dateline. Yeah. I don't even know a Russian cleaner. What is that? Okay. So we go back to Keith and Keith is telling Ed, we talked to Johnny Vegas. He says the Russian isn't real. We think it was your phone and it was your rental car out in the desert. So I guess there was a rental car, which is the first time hearing about it because maybe I missed it. No, I didn't hear about it either. You're correct. So I'm guessing there was a rental car in Ed's name that went out to the desert. Well, how would they? Oh, GPS. Okay. Yes. Mm. And his phone. Ed's well, phone went the out phone to the desert. The phone is the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. 
The phone pings twice in this desert town one day apart from each other. So it's, yeah, okay. So Keith is like, where's the body? (laughs) Where's the body? (laughs) Where is the little girl? (laughs) That's a twofer, by the way. You're welcome. I'm I'm not doing it again. So Ed says, I still can't tell you. And Keith is like, can you explain to me why you can't explain it to me? Oh, good Lord. And Ed says, there are some secrets that a man is willing to give up his life for. That just, I want to punch him in the face. We're done here, sir. Just get up, Keith. Just get up. So Keith is very calm and says, okay, so I think we're at an understanding where, and Ed interrupts Keith. Mm-hmm. And that's where you know it's going bad for me. Right. Well, he for says, everyone, for America, for yes. every, for international. He says, look, Keith, I know as a journalist, getting this information about the body would be the coup de grace for you. Oh, Again, man. Coup de grace to get this information out of me. Here go hell come. Do not insult Keith like Stop that. It. You don't know him. You don't know. That's just like you I, do wanna, not I was know. yelling. I was like, you don't know him then. Keith You've is never a seen Harvard Dateline. man who actually went to college in Canada, which makes him even nicer. Correct. Which means he is not doing this for the credentials for no. to raise his already stellar reporting right. resume. Right. He doesn't need this. Yeah. It's not you're He's not, not trying gonna to do win him the favor. Pulitzer or the whatever it's called. What's the journalism award? Pulitzer. There we go. He's not trying to win the Pulitzer. No. Yeah. I mean, he he is doing this because he's Keith Morrison. It's his job to find out the truth as For a journalist. For the family. Exactly. So he says, so Ed says, well, I know it would be a, the coup de grace for a journalist to get out this information from me. And Keith says, Ed, I don't get, I don't care about that. I don't give a sweet flying F about that. We got a bleep. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a bleep from the Honorable Mr. Keith Morrison. The stars die. Everything went black except for that one moment in time. And nothing will ever be the same. We have a whole new world now. The moment that all of those people, when they predict like the end of Nostradamus. This is like the creation moment, like the Big Bang. Mm -hmm. This is like, and then now there is only this and everything that comes after this. 2000. 2,500 years ago, someone said on December, whatever date this was, 2019, (laughs) a tall, white-haired, leaning figure. Leaning messiah. Messiah. A messiah that leans with white flock of hair is going to say something and the earth will Shatter. Shatter, but also become better at the same time. It will shatter and then be replace itself with a better Earth. Yes. We are all better for it. Yeah. And we're not dramatic at all. And I don't want to hear it in the comments about drama. Because you know what? With Keith's statement, there was no more war. No more (laughs) lines at the supermarket. The weird bump on my arm went away and the succulent in my kitchen came back to life. Linda's everywhere stopped replying to things that were not directly at at them on the internet. Right. The series finale of Lost suddenly made sense. Yep. And Bambi's mother was no longer shot by hunters. Exactly. And we are not exaggerating. 
Keith says, I don't care. I don't care about that. I want the family. He goes, I kind of care that the family gets some closure. And Ed is arguing with him still. He's like, you do care. <laughs> Did you hear him go, you you do care? Like Ed. Stop. Ed. You're fighting against him. It's, you're out of your it's, weight it's class, over, sir. Ed. It's just, I want to just say it's over. I just want to yep. pat him and be like, it's over, man. Yeah, Stop. give up. You can give up. Stop with the vocal fry. Stop (laughs) stop with all of it. Stop with your hipster glasses in prison. No. Stop. We're done. He goes, goes, the family has closure. No, they don't. I know. He argues with him. Family has closure. And Keith goes, they don't know where their child is. You're a father. That's not You have children. Yeah. And he throws it right back. Yes. And then Keith, still being a gentleman, gives Ed an out. He says, are there mysterious bad guys that will hurt your family if you tell us? Right. And Ed says, no. He doesn't say no, does he? Yes, he I says I thought no. that that was the one he answered with the non-answer, which is, I just can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. He actually says the words no. He says no. Oh. Keith gives him this out. Well, that's just ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> he I heard that wrong. No. That is the dumbest thing. I'm pretty sure. He was answering the questions he very strangely. On, he danced on a lot of stuff. He danced so he, many times. He danced on this really question. Really weird. Yeah. So he says, like he says, Keith, like if you you're gonna ask me who did it, who moved the body, and I'm gonna say I can't tell you, and you're gonna say why, and I'm gonna say the same thing that I already said because of my family. So it's that we're just gonna play this circle. So. You know, I'm I'm not going to answer. Then why did you do the interview, dude? Exactly. And police think that Ed won't tell them where the body is because the body will reveal that it was not self-defense. That is absolutely 100% the reason he's not going to tell them where the body is. He's going to pretend yeah. like Johnny Vegas has his goons after him, which is not true. But he can't say that because it's going to show very clearly that he was shot in the back of the head, stabbed in the back of the head, or something not very in self defense Yeah, exactly. And some people were like, maybe he had to cut up the body to move it to the desert. Oh, maybe. And then there was like mutilation of a corpse. That's another charge. But basically, it's other people thought, well, maybe he's trying to appeal. And if maybe. he can appeal the whole thing, he could get off on some sort of technicality. So he better not talk. Well, I'm sure he's trying to appeal. I'm yeah, I don't think he's out of that. appeals yet. Uh, I don't know if he's even appealed once yet. I'm not sure of the time frame. Did his wife divorce him? That's a great question. I would love to know the answer to that. With their four children. Yeah. I hope she had no idea about this. I'm yeah. sure she didn't. I'm sure she didn't. I mean, I'm sure she didn't Although know that he was with a ton she- of prostitutes and... Vegas too, but maybe I don't know. I don't know. She stayed with him the first time when he was went through the embezzlement charges. I think he, that I was think still... he's the kind. I think he's lying to everyone. I'm sure he lied to her about that too. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I'm sure he's one of those guys who just lies about everything and didn't even say he had a court date. Like she didn't yeah. even know how bad it yeah. was. You know? Yeah. She doesn't know that he has to pay all this restitution. Oh my god! Yeah. This episode. What is? How do we end it though? What is our? What is our ending on this? The brother says the something sweet. The end of the episode is yeah. the family realizing that they'll never really have closure because they don't have his body. God, that's And, awful. yeah, there is really no ending. I would the like another is, update of this. The ending, the ending is Ed getting his butt whipped in prison. 
So do you, exactly, do you know what the actual um, update was? Was it Keith going to prison and that is all? Yeah, it was the interview with Ed. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because they it. kept saying the kill a killer speaks Worth as it. the what they have as an update. Yeah. So good. Such a good yeah. episode. All right. I have not seen Keith like that in a long time. I never will again. I don't feel but like I've was, I've never seen him like that. That was or maybe this is the new Keith, New Year, New Keith, and he is <sighs> he's trying to ease us in. a can of whoop a <laughs> that is gonna rock this whole town. I'm here for it. Let's go. Sassy Dennis, cussing Keith, cussing Keith, smirking no Manky. Oh my goodness! Andrea being perfection. What more could we ask for, people? No. We're, we are hashtag great. blessed. Yeah, hashtag blessed, hashtag let's go 2020. What you got for us? <laughs> Bring it on, because we are ready. So do you have a dedication this episode? Yes, this ed- episode is dedicated to Gabrielle L. and Leanne H. Thank you so much for being so generous and loyal with our Patreon, you guys. Thank you. One of you lives in North Carolina, and one of you lives in South Carolina. <gasps> and we both joined our Patreon at the same time, and I kind of think you be best friends, even though I think... You guys probably live far apart. That's okay. It's like saying someone in Northern California and Southern California should be best friends. But still. I think it's a little closer than that. That's all right. But thank you. We we cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yay. We cannot do these episodes without our Patreon. Seriously. So if you see Gabrielle and Leanne, give them a hearty nod and a sweet flying F (laughs) of friendship. Oh, you just did that. Off the top of my head. I'm impressed. Color Thank me you. impressed. Good job. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. B-roll bonanza. Yeah. What What did you have? I think my favorite B-roll is obviously going to be their stock Vegas footage, right? Stock Vegas Well, they had footage. stock footage for every single location. They did. Globe trotting. Like, if it was like, he planned a meeting in Costa Rica and mm-hmm. then went to Istanbul before making an internet search about, you know, it would be like if he ordered a dish that was popular in Israel, they would put in Israel footage. Like, they had, mm. they had, they had footage for everything. I would like to know how that works. So, somebody's, so the producer is emailing someone and saying, like the archives department and being like, hi. The NBC archives people, I'm sure, just say, here's our footage of a safari in Africa. Yeah. You can use that for when he goes to Africa. Or is it the editing team? Um, It's the post-production people. It is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Um, But it was it was delightful. I loved all the stock footage. Yeah. It made me feel like I was a part of things. What was the Vegas stock footage specifically? Lots of dancing girls, lots of like shoulders and like dance clubs and like clinking Uh and then like slot machines. And then it's usually the strip. So it's the Bellagio fountain is always Mm -hmm. stock footage. Parts of Caesar's Mm -hmm. Palace, Mm -hmm. which is hilarious because it's the one place in Vegas that I don't think I've been. And I go to Vegas often. I don't think I've been to the strip in in a really long time. I avoid yeah, the strip. you don't go there anymore. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't like people. You used to go there. I did. When I thought, I don't know what I thought. And I couldn't figure out why Vegas was so expensive. And then I stopped going to the strip and I was like, oh, it's not expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't go to the strip. I feel like we saw B-roll of like scantily clad ladies just. Yes. Wa- like trying to get their bearings. Like, I felt like there was one yeah. shot of them, like, which way was she going to walk? She didn't know. And she was on very high heels. And her friend was, like, guiding her. And those were obviously the friends of Johnny Vegas. Oh, God, Johnny. 
Did you notice that every time Johnny talked, he laughed? He was like, (laughs) (laughs) which made me think that he was maybe really defensive. So maybe he actually does know a Russian cleaner. Named I bet he like his roommate Boris. in that apartment complex yeah. where the pool is, is a Russian cleaner. And yeah. he's up right upstairs. It could be. But if you were a Playboy model, which is who they kept hiring, would you, if somebody named Johnny Vegas contacted you, and were like, I'm going to pay you a lot of money to go hang out with this guy, Ed, and his team of like tech nerds. I don't feel like I'd take that seriously. There's tiers of playmates. It depends how on how you know that. Because uh, I know a couple. And oh, playmates? Yes. And there are tiers. Stop it. Of success levels and what they do after to make money and how much they are clinging to that playmate reputation. Some of them make their living signing autographs at autograph shows. Oh, wow. Amidst other, ne'er I say, D-list celebrities. But oh. people go and they make a nice living signing oh. autographs because people want their autograph for 30 bucks a pop. So they get a cut of the door of people paying to get in? To- no. Oh. They get per autograph. $30? Uh-huh. They might do cameo now. Oh. Now that there's such thing as cameo, I bet a lot of them are on cameo. So... There's some that do things like that, and there are some that also do things like hanging out with Johnny Vegas and going to dinner for money. No shame in it. No. But I wonder how much they get paid for, like, an an evening out. So I'm assuming it's a dinner and then maybe a club after. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like $500? Yeah, maybe. My goodness. Yeah. We missed the boat. Saying you wouldn't do it? I'm saying, is no it too late? To do it, yeah, no but... one's asking me either. It's too late. Yeah. We missed the boat. Mm. That's fine. Okay. I'm sorry. And when you say tiers of playmates, the lower tier playmates are people that have only been in once. Is that kind of the thing you mean? That Yeah, or a long time ago. Oh, older playmates. Yeah. Long and in the And it depends tooth. how successful their career was after. If they still were in good with Hef. Really? Or if, if they're you know, out of that world, but want to still be in that world. And some of them retired or went on to be realtors and are moms and yeah. like don't care. But some of them do things like that. Now, these girls were still quite young. Yeah. Um, but I think I think when you, you think you're in Playboy and your career is set for the rest of your life, but then you find six months later you might – still be a struggling model yeah interesting all right yeah i'm gonna do some research on that i'm very curious okay you do that. i will um the next b-roll was definitely uh the dad had a lot of hot drinks going did you see that mm. yeah i did not notice yeah there was coffee and tea tea at the computer coffee out the window which i mm. feel like is a really good standard to set because I saw the tea bag at the computer. That's good. Mm-hmm. But then looking out the window, it was morning. It was coffee. Mm-hmm. That's appropriate. Mm-hmm. It felt right to me. So what other B-roll did you have? There's footage of the two cops. I 
can't remember if they're the Laguna Beach Cups, but they're walking down the hallway, and it reminded me of that epic B-roll we had with, like, the five yes. detectives. Oh, yes. At each walking single file down the hallway. Mm-hmm. These two guys are walking side by side, and one of them has the biggest binder in the world. Like, I want to say seven or eight inches. Mm. And he is struggling to shift it to his other hand, and I thought it was going to fall, and the papers were going to go everywhere. Oh, that's stressful. Because it was a, a clumsy switch over, and Wait. I was like... But see how stressed I got? And yeah. you, we should not be actual cops and deal with murder situations. Because just that dropping of the binder was like, oh, God, don't do that. Yeah, that's true. Well, be careful. Well, no one's asking us to do that either. No one's asking no, us to again, be playmates. No one, is, no. And no one is asking us to be actual, to join yeah. law enforcement. So that's, I yeah. guess we're okay on that. It's just nice to be asked sometimes, people. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you just want to be a part of things. Us. FOMO. Yeah, it's nice. I want to feel like we have friends. Um, and then there was a lot of footage of the beach yes, and surfing. Footage of Matt Murphy surfing. That was shocking. That was my like, next one. Yeah. What, what in the world? Was, I've never seen them. I feel like there's one other episode where they placed emphasis on what the prosecutor did in his free time. And they made it like a metaphor for him being a prosecutor. And I thought it was weird then. And I also think it's weird now to see a prosecutor in a wetsuit. Yeah. And a surfboard. But it, that's kind of strange. But how old is that stock footage of Matt Murphy? Because they must have like a Matt Murphy folder too, where they're just they pulling. Def- yeah. So, but also, that's true. I got to say this Matt Murphy, again, with the face blindness, I, I don't recognize him. Really? Yeah, he's I so don't. recognizable to is me. Is he always that thin? I can tell fan? that he's lost weight. Okay. So that was my question. Is he always that thin? No, I definitely could tell that he's lost weight. Okay. Um, because, but he always is that sort of very pale with the freckles hmm. and the kind of white pink lips. He has that sort of coloring. Yeah, nothing. I did not picture no, him like no, that. No, we don't remember him. Okay. Oh, and there's footage of the surfers doing their goodbye surfing That was rough. Thing. We, I thought have we was... seen that before? Maybe. Okay. Again, I thought we had done this whole episode since as I was typing the recap, I kept pausing and then going back and searching to see if we had done this episode. But it, I went back and searched like four times because as I was doing my recap, I was like, I've done this before. I have done this before. And then I sent out an SOS to on Twitter saying, somebody help me. You've listened to our old episodes. Have we done this before? Have you watched it before have you seen the original episode if this yes is the most epi- definitely okay. and i knew that but even like as i'm typing the recap you feel like you typed the it before. comments i want to make yeah you know i feel like i've done it before oh it's one big long deja vu episode oh that's the whole bizarre. thing was and then people on twitter were like it does seem like i could hear your comments i can hear what you said but there's no episode like we didn't do this episode ghost in the episode I don't know about Unless this. it's one of our original episodes that's in the vault that we never aired. It's not. Because I would remember it. No, yeah, it's not. Yeah, you would probably remember. Mm-mm. I it's may not remember strange. Matt Murphy, but I would remember this episode. <laughs> I definitely would. I feel like. I have a side note that's not part yeah. of B- uh, B-Roll Bonanza, but it was kind of a precious moment, but it was also just kind of like the heartbreak hotel moment. So what got me was that what in the world? So I know that Ed is a horrible person and is really like next level horrible because he's sending these fake emails to the family, right? Keeping their right. hope alive. 
Right. But he's also getting emails back. He's getting emails back from Chris's mom every single week. She emailed mm-hmm. him every week. And by the tone of the emails, they're all like, we support you, honey. Hope you're doing well. Take care of you. Look out for you. All this stuff. You're I even know. worse than the worst than the worst to then oh, be yeah. receiving these emails. And what, just trashing them? He's not even opening them. No, he has to because he has to see He's if they're asking questions. getting information, I feel like, yeah. And then to somehow flip it and start to imply that he's mad at the family and that's why he went away and there's something terrible from his childhood that he's trying to get away from wow. and making them feel terrible and then saying that he's suicidal and that that's their fault. Like the whole, it's so messed up. And then yeah. all along working with the brother. Oh, yeah, that's true. Seeing the brother all the time. Seeing the brother every day and then trying to get information from the brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a whole no, bunch a of devil. not okay. It's really not all right. If you didn't think the devil was an Asian man in a suit and hipster glasses, you were wrong. Yeah. With like a permafrown. He's got a permafrown too. Did you, do you see that? He's got that. I like, did see that. Yeah. His, he did have permafrown. His lips curl down. All right. What else did you have? Do you have any alternative theories? Kenny? Yeah. Johnny Vegas? Are Johnny Vegas Russian? and Kenny the same person? No, I don't think so. Okay. Just throwing it no, out No, because other people had seen Kenny, I think. Kenny came to hang out and work in the office, I think. How did Dateline get a hold of Johnny Vegas so easily? I feel like Johnny Vegas is a phone number on the back of a card. Yeah. How did Dateline get his info? They can just find people. Yeah. No, I think Kenny came to the office and worked as like a, an intern, like when Michael Scott hired his nephew. Mm. It was terrible. Evan Peters, right? Yes. Do you have fashion police? I have zero fashion police. The family is just the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life. I'm Even say when they're that. sitting in their little house, they're like a they're yeah. like models. They're every one of them is successful and good looking. They all look like they should be in one of those BMW holiday commercials where you get the bow on the car in the front. Yeah. I would be surprised if at some point that family had not gotten a vehicle with a bow on it. I agree. Um Yes. That they're keeping the bows in stock. Because those bows are really expensive. They are, right? You have to pay extra for the bow, don't you? Oh, it's so much money. I saw it on like a Sweet 16 mm-hmm. or something. And it was like a couple hundred dollars or something for the bow. It was crazy. Oh, I thought it was more than that. Is it just a couple hundred? Maybe a thousand dollars. Is it a thousand dollar bow? I just but you have to making get the... it up because you said it was more. But you have to but get the bow. I don't know if the place carries the bow, the car places. Now that they just keep them in stock. If we were asking your computer animated service, sorry, I'm trying uh-huh. to think of another name for her. Um, it's not plugged in. I unplugged her. I hate because her. Because she's evil? What happened? She's did you have a me. falling out? Yeah. No, we're not speaking right now. What she happened? She knows what she did. Oh. She knows what she did. That's my favorite part of that show, you know. Is it? <laughs> That's my favorite. When he said, they don't let him tell me what to do. What to do. My favorite. How much is the bow on top of a new car? How to make a giant bow cheap. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Carbowstore.org. Literally. Carbowstore.org. Ninety nine ninety five. Oh, okay. On, oh, yeah. This is for the gift of the car. So you can get a, a magnetic or suction cup bow. Oh, they're as low as thirty four ninety five. But shipping... Probably has to be pretty expensive. Oh, yeah. These are just giant bows. Although they're light, but they're in a big box. How much does this company make? 
This would be a hilarious place to work, though. Where do you work? I work at the Carbo store. <laughs> I'm customer service. You can call them. No, you don't free. want to be customer service because the people giving and receiving bows on their cars are not the kind of people that you would want to deal with. No, you don't because they're going to inevitably be mad because how do you ship this? Because you have to, the free shipping is only on orders of $175 or more. Right. So you have to get one bow and get a second one and save it for next time I bet in your craft room or something. I bet the shipping is a lot. Let's see how much the shipping is. Oh, they're not even telling us. If they have to give you a quote. Whew. That's rough. Okay. Sorry. None of that's important. What is important is the one totally title that it. I have because I only have one because I okay. only needed one. Oh, gosh. Somebody's a little cocky. I am a little bit. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Okay. I'm trying to get ready. Okay. I'm ready. Last Christmas. <laughs> His name rhymes with Christmas. His name is Chris Smith. No, I feel like you're sneakily trying to get me out of Wham. I'm not. That's not nice. I didn't because I didn't sing it. You could sing it. It I doesn't can. count. It if doesn't you sing count. It. I wish you a Merry Christmas. You are making fun of this poor man's name. I'm looking at a white Christmas. Oh. He, yeah. Maybe these just aren't hitting me because I. Because you're Jewish? Yeah, maybe that's why. I feel like last Christmas is, it's as good as I can get. It does, there's, that's it. I did it. It's the ultimate pun. His name rhymes with Christmas. If he had disappeared at Christmas and it was the last Christmas his family spent with him, then that would be a brilliant pun. I meant more like he was the last of the Christmas. I don't know I, what that you means. You don't know that? I don't know that. His brother could have a child and name him Chris Smith. Well, then that will be last Christmas. Chris Smith. <laughs> I'm sure there are others out there. It's really good. Don't get sad. It's really good. Have a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> you just love a play on words. There's so many. It's just, and you know that you did yes, it. Yes, anything involving the word Christmas. Well, it didn't hit me until you said the name. At the very beginning of the episode, I don't think you saw my face, but you go, Christmas, and I was like, Christmas? Christmas. And then I didn't, that was it. So it was you. So you went into this having no titles, is what you're telling me. I went into this having one that wasn't very good, and then I didn't need one after that. I had a bunch of ideas, because I was going to go someplace with Ed, I was going to go place, I had a lot of things to do with Ed Shin, lots of piece of Shin, Lots of things like that. And then I thought when they first said Ed Shin, I thought they said Ed Sheehan. And I was like, oh, Ed Sheeran's Asian cousin. (laughs) And then I really thought they said like something very close to Sheeran. It wasn't. They did, though. Shin Shin is close. Um, Yeah, I couldn't get anywhere with Sheeran or Shin. I couldn't get anywhere with surfing. I was like riding a wave of lies between the devil and the deep blue sea. There we go. Okay. Galapa gross. No, no. Because Ed was yeah. so gross as a person. But that he didn't go to the Galapagos. No one went to the Galapagos. Did he you try to get somewhere to with Krugeran? Galapagos. I tried to get somewhere with Krugeran. I couldn't. 
Yeah, no, I can't do it. I just keep thinking of Freddy Krueger now. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I ruined yeah. that for everyone. We suck. Why do we do this? We didn't. We don't suck because mine was really good. And I really okay. wish you were more impressed. I thought you were going to be delighted because I tied in your thing with our episode. Eh. Perfect. In a bow. In a car bow. In a giant car bow. Wrapped it up. Shoved it out to you. And gave it to me for Christmas. And you said, I don't like that color. Send it back. That's what you did. You were that girl on the on the Sweet Sixteen videos on the most That's spoiled rotten girls. That's why you shouldn't want to work in customer service. Have there. you seen that video of that girl with the Lamborghini? No. She wants a Lambo, and her dad bought her a lamp. First of all, hate Lambo, hate Lambo, and I didn't know that's what that was. Yeah, I thought it, it was another kind of car. No. It's a, it's a Lamborghini, and so <laughs> bought her the wrong one. She wanted a Countach or whatever. He bought her like this really cool, like, it's like a, the perfect sports car. And she wanted this other kind of Lambo. That's not it, dad. That's not the one. Is this a joke? That's not it. 16 years old. Why can't she go missing in the Galapagos? (laughs) Well. She is Galapagos. She will in another episode. It's only a matter of time. I don't know. I don't feel like anything bad ever happens to those people until it's way too late. Something bad needs to happen right now. Sometimes they wind up on Lost. Yeah, but then you felt sorry for her at the end because she had all sorts of, like, issues. Issues. <laughs> no one really felt that sorry for her. Yeah, not really. I guess not. And then I didn't feel sorry when I saw Taken because I'd seen her on Lost. And so I'm like, I don't care about you. Oh, I love I her and Taken. Her, she's I don't care running. if you get Taken. I know, I just don't care because I've already <laughs> saw you, you on Lost. Have you watched the videos of her running in the yes. Taken movies? It's the best compilation on YouTube ever. Is um, it? I mean, it's really high up there. If I had to list my top 10, that might oh be one of them. No, okay. it wouldn't. Who am I kidding? Do you have after school announcements? No, I have nothing. Oh, great. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, please. And are you still in Wham? And are you still in Mariah Armageddon? So who's playing both? Are people doing both? People are playing both. Yeah. I'm gonna come up with one. I'm gonna think of one. If you can come up with one for that terrible Paul McCartney song that I hate, is it simply having a wonderful Christmas time? Yes, and it sounds like the electrical parade is behind them. And I hate it. Yeah. That song is like five songs in one. Yeah, I hate that. You think it's going to go one way, and then it goes the complete opposite direction. You're like, what's happening? That makes it sound like it's smart. It's not smart. It's terrible. I think Paul McCartney is considered, like, musically to be very prolific. Yeah, but I did talk to some people on Twitter who are not Paul apologists. They love oh. Paul. They have pictures of him on their wall, and they also hate that song. Don't like that song. Yeah. yeah. How do they feel about Mannheim Steamroller? Because I have very strong feelings about them, which I shan't. I feel like I've said them before. I'm not going to go into it again. I don't know what that is. If you don't like this, if you don't like that song by Paul McCartney, y- you are going to maybe have a really negative, strong reaction to Mannheim Steamroller. Can't wait. It was the one Christmas tape. Excuse me. What's a tape? CD, MP3 that my mom would play at Christmas <laughs> that I was like, no, 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 because it doesn't sound like Christmas. It sounds like Christmas went to like turned into a robot when Christmas went to hell, <laughs> evil Christmas robots in hell. 
If Harry Potter went to hell. <laughs> well What's done, my young squire. What is that? What is that from? King of the Hill. What am I even oh, doing with my life? You're um, doing good. Thank you, y'all. And don't watch alone. Watch with Johnny Vegas, because if your TV breaks, he can fix it. <laughs> or find you a new one on the cheap. Wink, wink. <laughs> or watch with some playmates. Just, you have to hire Ooh. them. That's okay. And apparently different tiers. They're like hitmen. Yeah. Good lord. This is very <laughs> yeah, complicated. We learned a lot this episode. There's so many people we could watch with. Watch with your favorite Russian blonde. Who <sighs> might exist. Might not. Who's not me. I'm not Russian. You do look like you could be Russian, though. I told you that lady walks into the store that I used to work at, walked right up to me and just starts stream of stream of sentences in Russian. Just straight up to me. And I was like, oh, no, no. And she was like, oh, and then left. <laughs> I was like, I must look real Russian for that to happen. That was intense. It's fine. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. You can switch at no additional charge. <gasps> there are like these bikes going by being so crazy. It sounds like someone is slamming on your window. No, it's like literally there's these someone is going on like a motorbike. That scared the poop out of me. Let me go back for a sec. I thought you were going to get killed. Okay. No.